What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. Wrestling fans, welcome to Worlds Collide, featuring myself, Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. Hey, you got that right this time. All right. I this did, is finally. Tony Vela with WrestlingTradingCards.com. Maybe eventually I can make myself on there as like the uh, roadie for the contributors of there the website. <laughs> there you go. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned roadie and the contributors. I was talking with David, my the co-owner of, of WTC. I, I'm the founder and owner. It's like that. And he's my co-owner. And I wouldn't be what it we is need to actually on. get him on here sometime we should start getting some other people involved that would be awesome actually um I, and i think that a lot of credit to um where it was when it stopped even when it stopped is a lot due to david david really built that site up to make it what it is um and spent a lot of time you know uh doing those checklists man and looking forward to getting it back up and running again here soon um but yeah wtc <laughs> all right so today we're talking about counterfeit cards, bootleg cards. We talked a little bit on it last time, but we were mainly talking about indie sets. So this episode is more about like legitimate releases that people have kind of carbon copied or stolen images and are claiming are actual cards. Tony's got very strong opinions on this. So I'll turn <laughs> it over to him to start with. Well, I don't have strong opinions per se. Yeah, I do actually, I really do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, I know that we have our bullet points for topics on this stuff like that, and I know that we want to cover about uh, the certain releases that we know of where we have aftermarket sales of cards that never got back to the manufacturers like that. Are they legit? Are they not legit? And uh, 99.9% of those are legit. I mean, they just, they somehow found their way in the aftermarket through somebody. If you want to take, um, uh, you know, talk about autograph cards for a second, uh, go back to WCW stuff, which has got a wide variety of cards that came out in those releases. It's an, an awesome release uh, uh, set of cards. There's a lot of cards from that that never made it back to the manufacturer that got on the aftermarket. And I, I know some of them because one of them, I'm the one who released them to the public. <laughs> so let's just start with the WCW cards. And, and most of the ones we're talking about are the, isn't it? It's 1998. 98, you know, 99. So the 99, does that have, I'm, I don't chase these as much. So does the 99 have that same design? Uh, they're similar. The, the WCW logo changed. So when okay. they went from that one WCW logo to that more little modern bite kind of thing, that uh, yeah. Halloween Havoc type look, um, uh, it changed. But they put out cards in the Series 1. They put the cards in the uh, the Nitro set, and they put out autograph cards in the embossed set as well. And they the all nit- have a very the, the similar look. Set, uh, the Nitro and embossed set, it wasn't, I, I wasn't sure on those. Like I had, I'm not alike. as familiar with them. So we uh, go ahead and just say, talk about whatever kind of history you have as far as like what you, what, cause the information, once again, I've talked about these companies being a little bit more forthcoming on their 
information. You have that information because you worked with some of them, but Tops never put out some of this information. Yeah, they and to this day, uh, people want to know what those print runs were on all these autograph cards from that those WCW sets, and it's it's a hit and miss. Nobody has an answer for those things. Uh, you'll be hard pressed to find somebody uh, to worked at that time. You know, I, I interviewed Jeff Zapata, uh, who worked for the company at that time, but he didn't work directly with getting the autographs done. There was another gentleman who I've been trying to track down, and it's like. I think he disappeared. I think he's on a different planet. I'm not sure, <laughs> um, but I'm not giving up. I'm going to find this guy. And he was the guy that worked for Tops and was the liaison between Tops and WCW. Now WCW's liaison was Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart was the guy that would connect this guy to the talent, go to the live events and actually sit with the talent and have them sign these cards. So this guy knows how many were signed, what cards they made that the talent refused that they actually made. So these talent, these cards were printed. They exist in some way, shape or form. And nobody seems to say, well, they brought them back because ultimate warrior wouldn't sign cards back then. So we destroyed them. We don't know. We don't know. At that time where that was the talent contractually obligated to sign them or was and this just a, it's a big thing. difference. It was not really contract. No, they weren't. They just weren't. Cause Rick Flair refused to sign his cards to send back to tops. And that one card that made it to the secondary on eBay, which sold for like two grand, which was the yeah. highest price card at the time for a wrestling card. Yeah. Um, it was, that's the only one that's ever surfaced. And that was sold from Jimmy Hart's son. Jimmy Hart's son made that available, which makes you wonder how many other cards does he have lying around? And that brings up the counterfeit. Uh, two examples uh, that I've seen, and this was before I started really studying the set, was the same design but it has sting and luger on it and oh, hall yeah. and nash and they're blank and i'm like okay we're with these like you know you've talked about before in some of your shows like you get extras that weren't signed yeah and but th I'm these like, weren't even printed at the company correct so like the average person doesn't know this so what else from the 98 99 wcw set can you think of that is legitimately counterfeit those are the two that I've seen recently that made me even okay. want to have this discussion really about those particular cards, you know, in addition to what was released in the secondary market, you know, your hardcore hack and your Ray Mysterio, yes. and Scott Steiner and your Booker T, you know, those were all supposed to be in some of those releases at that time. And you can tell which release they were supposed to be from based on what type of WCW logo was on it. The logo. But, but the cards all look the same, the same design front and back, uh, just the logo makes the difference on it. That's it. Do you know of any crazy stories as far as like other people that signed for them or any like variant signatures or any kind of just crazy backstories on those? Not in the WCW ones. I have never heard of anything that was WCW wise. I mean, I've heard stories like the alleged stories that, you know, when Mikey Ripreck had his card from the company mm -hmm. and uh, they were signed, but for some reason, I don't know why he did it allegedly was he took all the cards and threw them in a trash can. Hmm. And then somebody took them all out of the trash can. And he's the one who made them available in the secondary market. Hmm. We're, I've only seen one sign. Does that mean, do you think that was like Mikey signing them after the fact years later? I, I or? think he was signing them at the time. And cause they're going to be unsigned ones and they're signed ones. Right. So um, I think he threw them all away. I just think he threw all, the whole thing away. I think maybe he had them never returned them back. Uh, and then something pissed off. Maybe he got let go with a company. So he said, you know, F this and threw it in the trash can. So since I'm an eBay scour all the time, um, I've saw the 
staying in the Luger card and the Hall and the Nash card. And I'm thinking, well, these are cool, but I've seen different price points. I saw somebody charging these as like $100, $200 a couple of years ago. And they're like rare, un, you know, unearthed relic card of WCW, not, you know, basically given this whole backstory. I hadn't looked into the set at the time. I, as a buyer, could have been confused and could have wasted my money on a counterfeit card. Was it a, now, a, you said it was a, an event used card from WCW time? They that? stated it was. And what they had done is just, just made their own card. Yeah. They took that same design and they put like a little, what they did is probably just ripped one out of a WWE relic and like cut a hole in it, slid it in there. And they said that it was actually a WWE, which it, it wasn't because this, there's never been talk of this at all. But my point is like on these specific cards, I think they're still cool looking, even though they're counterfeit. So if you as a fan wanted to spend 10 bucks on one of these, if you could get them on the secondary market, because you're going to a show to meet these guys and you could have a cool double signature. Mm -hmm. What do you think about counterfeit cards as far as that goes? Are you still strongly against it or no think- I'm, not, I'm, I'm not against counterfeit cards in that respect like that i mean if someone's going to have a one-off and go take it off to themselves and, and get it signed like that if they're mass producing and selling to the public that way that's where the problem really comes into play um so maybe I, just I, labeling it correctly as this is not an official tops card or whatever something like that i think you should strip that I mean, if you're going to go out, out of your way to uh photoshop things like that why don't you remove the tops logo then yeah, you know, that's take a good that, point. Take take that off, and that really helps you differentiate that kind of stuff. And there's a card that came out recently I saw of a bootleg that had the Topps logo on it. That's not even WWE character, not even Topps license. What was it? I'm, I'm uh, it was curious. just on Twitter recently. It was um, I let me see if I actually have the image like that. I I saved it myself, but it's um I was was it the ones that were in the action figures? No, it's I saw pictures. One hundred percent bootleg. It's uh, of a card set. Oh my goodness. Because I saw um, some kind of foreign action figures that were coming out that uh, they used like Chris Benoit's face for the cover of the, of the artwork on the card. Uh-huh. And then they had like a ECW knockoff body. And then in the cards, they had, <laughs> they had Hogan and they had Dean Malenko and it says Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, I got a box full of this stuff over here. Well, a couple of packs of stuff that were total bootlegs that were done out of, I think, Singapore. that did a lot of stuff like that, where it had, uh, they were making bootlegs off of the 2007 WWF, uh, WWE Insider set. And then they had oh, like, yeah. it had mm-hmm. like, uh, I would say just Hollywood, wouldn't even have Hogan's name, or it had Sean O'Hare, or it have like guys who weren't even in the company. They were all WCW guys. It was like that, you know, um, I, I don't know if you could see. I mean, I have this. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was just recently posted about uh, receiving something called the uh, Immortal CW or something like that, or something like. That. I'm not sure what it's called. Immortal Championship Wrestling. Yeah, and it does have that Tops logo right there. It has there. a Tops logo on all of it. The whole entire set's a Tops logo. Huh. One hundred percent. Okay. You can't really. It's not a Tops product. Yeah, and honestly, like if you're a collector, you know, if you like. Okay, let's let's say you're a Hogan collector and you want the the knockoffs you were just talking about. Like, I don't have a problem with that personally, but what I'm looking at these counterfeit cards as an issue is people pricing them and they're free to do this, but I just feel like it's misinformation for collectors and people getting into wrestling cards. They see, you know, all of these cards going for hundreds, 
thousands of dollars and they see this one that's right there in line with it, but they don't know any better to do the research. It's just complete manipulation. It is. And I, I, I almost fell prey to that recently myself because, you know, as I'm getting back into the hobby, um, you know, I'm checking different sources and I found a source that, Hey, uh, here's an Andre 82 all-stars like that. And I go 20 bucks. I'm all over this. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost hit that buy button. I go, ah, I better go ahead and continue to read that, uh, the information. And I'm very fine because it changed a different font style and very fine sponsored. It's a reprint actual trading card size, not like the larger size. Now, when you looked at that, because I, I've been told, and shout out to David Peck, I reached out to him about a couple of these because I'm always hesitant to buy, well, older sports cards, I'm hesitant to buy. But for older wrestling cards, there was never really a huge market to make counterfeit cards for until now. Yes. So I'm sure we'll start seeing a lot more of that. But I reached out to him and I'm like, hey, I'm looking at these loose cards. What am I looking for that could be counterfeit? And it was the the big three that he had so. mentioned that potentially, like uh, there was there was the Andre and the Hogan, or maybe it was Andre and Flair, and then there was rumored to be the other one, whichever one it was. So on your Andre one, what, could you tell at all on the back of the card or the front of the card what made it the counterfeit? Uh, I didn't even see an image of the back of the card to be honest. I saw the front. So uh, I think it was a front, and then you scroll and it'd be like you know take you to some kind of advertisement like that. Um, and then, uh, but I saw it and I go, God, it's still 20 bucks. I mean, I, it's worth, still worth the gamble for 20 bucks. I mean, come on, looks great. And I scroll, looked at the description a little bit more in detail and found, like I said, in a very fine print, a very, I mean, literally it was, it was, you know, 12 point font, everything else. And like this little five, four point font <laughs> at the bottom. And I go, holy shit. <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's, it's fake. Yeah. It's and not, not a real one. The reason it's funny you say that because um, it was a raw copy, correct? Not in a yes, slab. Yes, raw, raw, just raw okay. in, in a in a card saver. So I found a listing on eBay once. It was an Andre, a Hogan, a Dusty Rhodes, and a Nick Bockwinkle, and they weren't in the greatest condition. I have actually three. No, I have them all graded right now in SGC slabs. But that's when I messaged David. I was like, "These are loose, and I normally don't buy any of these big 82, 83 All Stars that are not already slabbed, unless it's from a reputable individual personally." And so I bought them and sure enough, they were legit and I paid a hundred bucks, Nice. but that's, that's not something I'd ever do again. I can tell you that, like, unless it was from an individual, if I was buying from you, if I was buying from David, Rob, anybody like that, uh, yeah, sure. But that, that you just, out of all the sets, I think that one could be like the number one. That would be the number one, I think. Yeah. Uh, when, when you start doing stuff like the WCW autograph cards, you have those dual ones of Hall and Nash or Luger and Sting kind of thing. I mean, the normal collector out there would know like, okay, they didn't release those things. I know those aren't even real, but if you're new to this, like going after stuff like that and you see a dual autograph of Hall and Nash, like I'm, I'm a big fan of the outsiders, man. I have a legit card. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't. It's just a home homemade card. And I wish they which, would which, turn around and just put that top logo off it or something. Yeah. Take the logo off of it. And there's nothing wrong with having the homemade card. If you're not trying to gouge and misinform somebody to make a buck off of it. Correct. Which is that's what I'm in fear of. I'm not saying that uh, yeah. I have witnessed people doing that. I've just noticed people in their collections have like, hey, let's check out my dual autograph I've got. I go. Oh, I've I witnessed people doing it based on eBay listings. Oh, okay. Like I've seen people posting these things and they are like, uh, in fact, I've actually been watching a few of them just because I was curious and eBay actually pulls them down as fraudulent. Good. So that's, uh, I want to move on to something else you've got information on. Actually, 
but the next two, but 98 comic images. And this one is going to be more so fraudulent autographs. Yes. Now, uh, my understanding on that one is the only fraudulent autograph from that I know is the Sable card. Now, I've been told by multiple people, uh, but not from comic images uh, themselves, but they're not even a company anymore to even go back and research that anymore. But um, I was told by talent in the business that they witnessed her sister signing those cards. Unbelievable. Now, uh, whether or not that's true or not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to live and die by that, <laughs> right. uh, but um, it, it's pretty, pretty feasible. Not to mention you can find a lot of her cards unsigned, which by the way, are more valuable than one signed. Uh, because now, are the, the, and the unsigned ones are the ones that say, congratulations. Correct. You've won. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's so, one thing I wanted to get into is because I've had a lot of people reach out to me and ask me information about these. And if you start looking on a lot of these listings, so I'm going to use The Rock, for example. I did a recent video Q&A answering this question. I'll answer it again here. If you, let's just say the, um, well, it's only that, I think it's number 16 or something like that, where he's got Road Dog up, getting ready to give him the Samoan drop. And that's like the legitimate autograph card. You flip it over on the back. Congratulations. You have a Rock, Rocky Mivey. Okay. There's a lot of those cards that have popped up that have the same silver Sharpie signature. Yep but they're a base card on the they're back. base card on it. Yeah. And they're asking yeah. mad money for it too. Right. And there's no way to tell, like, obviously if it's authenticated by uh, BGS or SGC or PSA, whatever uh, that I would lean towards because I, tr I trust them from the autograph. Even that, I, even that, I don't know if I would either though. Cause would it tell you it, well, it had the card number on it. Right. It had the card number. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, the, the, the autograph only... would not have a card number on it. Right. And the, well, it, it would be like, um, well, it's the same concept of like 85 Hogan's autograph. That's what I'm trying to get yeah. at. Like, um, you know, if those are authenticated by the grading company as an authentic autograph, then I'm going to believe it. But as far as like buying raw cards, like you've got to be very careful on this comic images set because, and we'll lead into the next set with the same similar thing is um, you can, I, I, I saw uh, the, um it's the Austin card in this set where he's given someone stunner, not the one where he's holding the belt. So I guess yeah. it's actually his main base card. It's, and it's, some, also in a, it's also in the comic images set, I think, isn't it? That's also from the super. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody had written um, now I know there's a, there's a card out there that is really popular with him and I don't remember what it's out of, but it, his signature is Austin 316. Mm -hmm. And they had written this on the front of this card, like diagonal and long ways. And it looked like a third grader wrote it. And they were, <laughs> they were pulling it off as because it's a silver Sharpie. It matches like all the rest of the cards in the set. But I was like, there's no way this is real. And then sure enough on the back, it was a base card. It didn't say, congratulations, you've haven't, you know, so. And one of the best resources for this, I think your website, um, I've, I use it all the time to just kind of verify the autographs and like who's in them, who's legit, who was supposed to get him back but didn't get him back you know well, that, that austin car you're talking about was the very first flea release that came out it was 2001 wrestlemania set yeah that that's was, it. Uh, the one yeah. where he's doing the stunners like that yep. uh yeah so that's that's his um that's a, his first i think it's his first official autograph card i believe yeah and that one that one is legit but the yeah. one the one i'm talking about is the exact same signature but on the Comic, comic images. images yeah now I have another, seen... another way to find out by that way if you're talking about getting them graded like you would trust a becket or mm -hmm. a psa that is that that's on a base card and they right. put the card number on the on that that slab. 
Right. So it would say Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, comic image. Oh no, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about buying them raw. I'm always seeing these cop come oh, back gotcha. raw, and that's yeah, yeah that's one. Hard. It's very, very confusing because yeah. they they try to get as close as they can to the, the they know that all these are signed in silver sharpie, so they're trying to do the same thing and trying to catch people, you know. Yeah. Without knowing, without having the knowledge, so. It's uh, it's all about doing your homework, though, for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like I said, your your website is fantastic for that, and that's what we're here for to supply. That, speaking of that uh, that comic images set, by the way, so um, that set has officially eleven autograph cards that were officially released by the company. The goal was when I spoke to them back then, there was there were twenty stars that were intended for that release. So there's nine out there that they're not sure like even back then they're like i don't know if we actually sent them cards i'm not quite sure unbelievable uh, they weren't so you know inventory control was like okay what's going on here so and they were always very helpful in trying to give me the information but they said yeah we definitely in our notes i have uh, that we were going to intended to get 20 stars out there but 11 made it back but there are four of the nine missing that actually found their way on the secondary market um and that would be uh what's it uh, xpoc there's um, Animal, uh, Mark Henry, uh, and Undertaker. Oh, the so, Undertaker would so be good. Those cards actually do exist, and there's an image of those cards on there, and they're different. Those card images on the front are different than what you find in the actual base set, too. Interesting. Man, the quality control on these, like, um, and, and you would know because you're sitting there. So when these companies, no matter what the company is, um, are they just do they are they just getting the licensing from WWE or WCW whatever company, and then making it in hopes that the talent will sign? Or well, is... back then that's why that's why a lot of guys went to stickers because you, you spend all this money printing product when you're getting denied you know signatures. Um, you know when I when I talked to and I interviewed Jeff, Jeff Zapata, he was very clear about the relationship they had when he was there with WCW and how different it was when they picked up the WWE license where WCW was so open and he goes like, walk backstage and hey, I'm with, uh, you know, I'm with Tops. I'm here to get some stuff signed. All right, go ahead, walk your way back there. I want to. Whereas, you know, WWE was very, you know, you had to go through certain protocols and do this and do that and do this. And, and so it was very strict, very two different companies. Uh, speaking of that, unless you've got anything else to touch on, I want to jump into a similar issue we have with the 95 main event WCW cards. Wow. I, I, I <laughs> to this day, I'm still... I'm still trying to find a legit person out there who can legitly tell me exactly how those things were inserted. I've, I've heard people tell me, oh, I pulled this uh, Buff Bagwell out of a pack. Really? Uh, there's nothing on those cards that are allegedly pulled from packs that state, congratulations, you have an authentic art. They took the base set cards and it allegedly just signed on them. So the rappers themselves, on the wrapper, it tells you, you know, look for stars like Sting, da 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 It actually has a few names that on there on who you can possibly pull uh, from the autographs. But I've never heard of anybody who legitimately can prove to me that they actually pulled this out of a pack. Yeah, and I've seen with, of course, the popularity of all trading cards and collectibles, Steve Austin, uh, this is technically, if you want to call it a rookie card, sure. whatever, we always have that stupid debate. <laughs> by, just by everything, right, yeah, David? Yeah, um, but we've seen the popularity with this 95 card, and I've actually seen raw copies popping up with that silver Sharpie. Yeah. The same thing, and I'm like, 
why like they're just baiting people into spending so much money on a it's just so I mean, funny i i bought a i bought a lot years ago when i was really heavily into getting cards i bought a lot from someone who said this um who put that in there put a buff bag i use the buff bag as, a, as an example who put the buff bagwell in there and said you know uh this was i, I pulled this from a pack of this release like it's an authentic autograph slide and it was a black sharpie interesting <laughs> yeah that's that's nuts Another thing I'll touch on on this set real quick. I actually messaged you about the pricing on it was the uh, tech Chrome. Yeah. Is it, is it, it's like Chrome. there's, there's these cards that are out there. Like I had never even seen that image before I had to use your website to try to verify it and then get the price. And like, all like I had to do all of these work to, to put it out there, but um, that and the promo cards, like they, again, quality control, they weren't really, it seems like they weren't really associating promo cards or event cards to try to get people to buy the cards with the actual cards it's true it, it really didn't and uh and those tech chrome promo cards and then they had like um there's a clash of the champions promo card mm -hmm. from that set from uh kklz i think it was las vegas radio station um i actually just unearthed uh a letter that was from the uh the company to a collector who congratulated them on getting an authentic macho man autograph that was on that Clash the Champions promo card. Wow. So I wonder where that, where would that have come from? I wonder. It, it came it, through, it, he got it in the mail directly from Cards, the company who put mm -hmm. that set out. So it wouldn't have been packs. It wouldn't have been promoted as something you could get. Nope, um, I'm not sure how it came about. I have no idea how it came about. That's interesting. Um, is I there have, anything else um, on? I'll tell you exactly what it says if you give me a second. It says, yeah, sure. It was dated March 20th of 1996. It's got the cards letterhead on it. And it says, dear to the person like that, congratulations. You have won a world championship wrestling card autographed by Macho Man Randy Savage. We hope you enjoy adding this card to your collection. Sincerely, Vanessa Dickey, product manager. You still have connections with her? We need to find this out. I got to find her. I have <laughs> no idea who the hell it was. <laughs> but he, he sent me a front and back image of the card too. So I, I, I have it, have those uh, that I need to get up there at some point. But, um, and there's allegedly supposed to be like 20,000 of those promo cards allegedly were uh, printed. It says in the back of the card, you know, one of 20,000. Yeah, yeah. And which that's something else that's crazy. Like uh, the Action Packs 94 with the Macho and Undertaker autos yeah. that were put in there's only 500 well in in modern standards 500 is still a lot of cards for serial number cards of but each. yeah but you don't find these things they never uh, pop up they hardly so ever pop i actually find more of those than i find those one of twenty thousands we were just now talking about which is funny because those cards were done on um those cards image front and back is the same as the promo card which is marked prototype yeah yeah. So it's a prototype card, not from the base set, but a prototype. And it's uh, it has a serial number imprinted on it as well. So are there any other sets, cards, anything that's kind of come across your eyes that you want to kind of inform people about that you've seen? Well, I mean, um, nothing outside of these particular releases that I'm, I'm aware of. Um, I'm sure there's probably a lot of modern stuff that's out there that people can probably tip us off to. But when you talk about these classic or vintage card sets, you know, uh, did a lot of homework on this man back in the day when I first uh, created WTC and then continued to keep hounding the manufacturers when I had con contacts there. Um, you know, that, uh, that WCW flare card, man, that went out, it just became like, it was like 
where did this come from? This can't be real, man. It's like, and then you find out it was from Jimmy Hart's kid, you know, but there was rumors about this stuff. Like there was a Bischoff card and a warrior card, maybe, and then just Ted Turner card. He signed a you know, card as well, but none of those cards ever come out. But I mean, it was a good 10 years after the release that this flare card showed up out of nowhere. So who knows what happened another 10 years from now, who knows who's going to come out. If you bought that card, reach out to us. We would like to get you on the show to talk about that. Yeah. That would be an interesting, like, I, I didn't even see the eBay buyer. Or I haven't seen anybody on social media that we follow that has talked about buying it. Somebody Have recently you? posted too of uh, a blank and a signed version of the Booker T one that never got released as well. And those were far and few between. Um, and then Scott Steiner ones used to sell quite often for a while and they dried up completely. They're gone. Um, and then the, uh, the, the real tough one to find is to get the hardcore hack one. Yeah, which would be one of the ones I would want if I was, or Bam Bam Bigelow, like those yeah. two. I've... Well, Bam Bam was a legit release, but yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, the hardcore hack was not released and it's going to be really hard because, uh, he won't sign them hardcore hack. He signs the ones he'll sign them Sandman. Awesome. <laughs> and you know, that makes it harder for collectors because we we're, we were talking about this before we started the show. Like there are certain people out there that want to put the, just the autograph sets of this set together because it's such a cool iconic set. But when you have these counterfeit cards being throwing, thrown wrenches into your plans of collecting, that's when people can start spending money they shouldn't on counterfeits or just not having enough information. The only other uh, modern card off the top of my head that I can think about that I want to warn people about, and I have gotten, I don't know how many DMs I've gotten about this from people, is the Macho Man Cincinnati Reds Randy Popo oh, baseball yeah. card. Do not buy that. That was never produced. If you want to pay five bucks for it just because you're a Macho Man like player collector, go for it. That's that's fine. But uh, you know, don't don't pay more than five bucks for it. So anything else you got on the counterfeit stuff today? Mm, no, nah, nothing else on those cards right there. Just uh, basically do your homework, man. It's really important to do your homework. And if you really want to authenticate some of that stuff. I, I think that we as WTC has done a pretty thorough job on those particular releases and getting uh, all the information possible so that you can make a, a good uh, decision on your on buying. Um, if it doesn't really exist on there, I, unless you know for a fact, like, hey, I, I got this from Ultimate Warrior himself, man. <laughs> you know, I got, if you somehow can prove that, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't, it's not real. <laughs> Yeah, if it's uh, basically if it's not been graded and or it's not on your website, there's pretty good chance that it's not a real, probably counterfeit or homemade. You know, speaking of those sets, a little fun fact that's kind of off the uh, the road here. Uh, you know, what the first non-sport uh, memorabilia card was ever produced. The first non-sport memorabilia card was it? Um, oh shoot, was it that Hogan card that? Um... WCW Relic. Yep. It's a Hogan's ringside rarity yep. that came out in an embossed set. Yep. I, I love that card. That's a great card. And, and you know, another thing about that is um, I believe that that's actually a shirt that he wore. A lot of times now they'll, they'll put a piece of a shirt or a piece of a jersey or whatever. Sure. And it, it could be like game worn. It could be player worn, which means they literally just, just put, put it, it on and put it off. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, so that's one thing that's cool about that. And uh, I recently did a mail day too about, um, I found a rock card that was like that. Uh, it says, 
this is an officially piece of an outfit that the rock Dwayne Johnson wore in the filming of this video. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. No, because the non-sport world does it a lot where they did stuff like that. When, um, uh, art box, uh, was a SoCal company that uh, did, they had the Harry Potter license. They had uh, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings license to do flip cards and stuff. They produced some really cool stuff for that Harry Potter stuff like that, making cool stuff. So most of that stuff, since you know a little bit more about, is there a lot of counterfeiting in that in those cards? You know, I haven't heard anything about that kind of stuff. I've heard it on some signature cards before, like especially for Buffy, like some Buffy stuff got uh, some bootleg stuff, like supposed to Sarah Michelle Gellar, but it took years later because she never signed when Inkworks had the license. Gotcha. So all those releases that got put out by Inkworks, she was the one, her and Seth Green were the two that never signed for Inkworks for any of their license, uh, their products that came out. They didn't come out till afterwards, I think. I don't know if Rittenhouse got the license or somebody got the license where they got Sarah Michelle Gellar to sign some limited stuff that was Buffy related stuff. But uh, there's been people trying to, you know, push off like, hey, series one Buffy, you know, it's really rare because like, you know, it's a 10 box case and only three boxes had autographs in it kind of thing. And I got it. They're really rare. Like only, uh, you know, Sarah Michelle got, she never signed for that. (laughs) So when, when she like, was that something too, where they would take the cards to the talent? No, she flat out refused. Uh, she had been quoted as saying that uh, she didn't want to cause a commotion about people trying to spend a lot of money for her autograph. Didn't think it was, just didn't believe in it. Didn't want to have it done. So gotcha. obviously something changed in her life over the years because it took damn near 15, 20 years after, you know, afterwards that she finally went ahead and maybe 15 years, I guess, that she finally signed something. There's an authenticated autograph card and I'm, I'm pretty certain it was through Rittenhouse. Well, there you go. You came here for the wrestling cards and you're getting non-sport <laughs> cards and random sports cards information. So that's, again, what we're here to do is educate, help you guys out, help you navigate through the hobby and hopefully keep you entertained. That's it for today. Tony, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at wrestlingtradingcards.com. Always there. Uh, on Twitter, it's really, my Twitter handle, by the way, is really weird. <laughs> it's wrestling at wrestling trade I too. <laughs> And that's because wasn't the wasn't there something you were going to use that was taken by someone? Uh, yeah, somebody else took the names like that. But you know that's what I get for you know jumping on Twitter uh, way late in the game. And make sure to check out the Wrestling Trading Cards YouTube page. I am Zan Morning. You can check me out all over social media, just at Zan Morning. Check out the YouTube channel Wrestling with Cards, and I use WrestlingTradingCards.com a lot for reference. So between our channels and the website, hopefully, and the podcast. Hopefully we're leading you down the right path for wrestling cards. Got anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm good, man. All right. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure to share it with all the wrestling fans and sports card fans. See you next time.